This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Kansas City, Damian Williams runs to immortality! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. No, I went to Temecula and brought you some dirt. And this is how you use this dirt. No, so you like don't, it, don't. You do it like this, you get it, no, you sort of no. rub it on. Okay, now I'm ready to go. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. How about a pull-up three? Grace Pilot is good! Everything happening in the sports world. The game is over! And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I'll probably wrap up in a blanket or something. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Kick it! Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, and joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. It is a good afternoon. Have you mentally and physically recovered from last night? How about emotionally? Emotionally, mentally. What a a great night of basketball. I mean, uh, if you didn't go to Bueller last night and... uh, and you did listen to us. Well, I'm sorry if you had to listen because our audio was terrible. Well, I know the night. girls. I don't know how bad the boys' audio was, but the girls' audio, due to internet issues down at Bueller, but uh, it was just uh, the girls' game was pretty much what we thought it'd be. I mean, we thought running clock if the bullpups just played, but the boys' game was just uh, you know the bullpups have won 29 in a row against Bueller, but this one might be the most satisfying that they've won out of those 29. Well, and just the way the game played out, for those of you that didn't have a chance to make it down or to listen last night, what a night of basketball it was, as this McPherson and Bueller boys game was pretty much deadlocked the entire night. Right. It was 12-10 to 10 at the end of a quarter, 20-20 to 20 at halftime, 31-29 McPherson going into the fourth quarter, and then Bueller went on quite a run as the Crusaders ended up going up by a score of 50-44 to 44 with 2 minutes and 34 seconds left to go. And Steve, I, I've listened back to the game here today in terms of cutting up audio and, and doing all sorts of highlights and everything. And there were times last night where you and I were a bit prophetic. Several times we were a bit prophetic and thinking ahead, and you and I have... Covered a lot of basketball in our years. You especially. God, you're old. Yeah, but for I'm me, I, I've covered a lot of basketball too. And this game had the feeling of a game that was going to come down to mental and physical toughness. And I think I said it about ten times yeah, on the you, air. You kept saying with three minutes to go, two minutes to go, one minute to go. Physical and mental toughness. Who's the mentally and physically tougher team? And Coach Kinneman preaches the same things within his program and being around him at practice, being around him on game days, what he wants from his team is to always be tough physically. But maybe even more importantly than that is to be tough mentally. Make the right play. Make the right decision. And it's a staple of bullpup basketball, I think you would say. And with 2.34 to go, Bueller was called for a technical foul after they had gone up by six. Right. And again, 
you and I were a bit prophetic when this happened. At watching what had just happened, Hey Schmidt goes down and makes two technical free throws. And sometimes things just go from bad to worse when you're in a big losing streak. And the door was about to be slammed shut. Right. And at the last minute, somebody stuck a foot in there and said, okay, don't close it yet. The door was about to be closed shut. 28 games in a row were about to go away in a winning streak. And the Bullpups stayed mentally tough, found a way to continue to get the ball to the basket. And then when they were down by two, Hayes Schmidt hit a huge three to put him up one. Bueller went down to the other end, made one for two at the free throw line, and it was 51-51. And speaking of mentally and physically tough, Jayton Alexander, all five foot nine of him, brings the ball across half court, holds the ball for the final shot, and drives in and scores to give McPherson the lead with three seconds left. And Jayton Alexander did not score in the first three quarters of right. this game. He didn't score in the first four minutes of the fourth quarter. He scored seven points all down the stretch. And Jayton Alexander had himself one heck of a night. And Kendall Shaw, the K-man, had an unbelievable picture. He was down on the baseline as Jayton scores and goes crashing down into the floor. And he starts running toward the Bullpup student section. And they're all losing their minds over yeah, there. Yeah, the student section is very close to the court. I mean, there's very little room there. And Jayton Alexander, you could see it, it's from behind, so you can see the back of Jayton Alexander, then all the students and the fans' reaction. And he's giving up a big flex. Yep. And man, what a cool photo it was. Just an unbelievable night of basketball. And when it comes to what Steve says all the time, that's bullpup basketball. This is what bullpup basketball is. McPherson this is Magic. what Jay Frage would want. Yeah. Old Jay Frage out on I-40. Yeah. This is what Coach Henson would want. This is what Coach Kinneman wants. Right. That was bullpup basketball. That's tradition. In, in its most traditional way and was so much fun to be a part of last night. Yeah, and Jayton Alexander, uh, for those that don't know, he was he had influenza B last week. He got out of sick bay. Wild horses were not going to keep him away from this game on Tuesday. He is the ultimate competitor. You know, he comes by it naturally. His dad, Josh, of course, All-State all, uh, all state for the Bullpups, All-American at McPherson College. Josh was as tough mentally and as physically as they come. Jayton's got those same uh, uh, instincts. And Jayton had made a couple of big plays earlier by diving on the floor for loose balls, tipping one ahead to Cooper Courtney for a layup, I believe it was. Or, you know, in, in some way, Cooper Courtney ended up with a layup. But this was all about physical and mental toughness. And the Bullpups in the end uh, were the more physical team, the more tough team. Bueller played a great game. I mean, I thought Bueller was fantastic last night. Defensively, both teams were yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Drake Dick hit some big threes. The Thompson kid was a real bull in the, you know, the China house. You know, he was roaring. Or a shop. Shop, whatever. He was roaring to the basket. But uh, the technical foul really turned the game around because that just gave the you know points were so hard to come by. Those were two free ones, and then the bullpups get the ball, uh, they score again, you know, to cut into it. Uh, but that really turned the game around, and the bullpups finished that game on a ten-one run. Well, I said something at the end of the game as Jayton Alexander drove in and scored that thirteen thousand people were all on pins and needles waiting to see what would happen. As this has become a great rivalry, yeah. it was a great atmosphere, great energy, and didn't it just feel like it was meant to be for Jayton Alexander? I have a great story for him. 
So Jayton is not a very big guy. Yeah. In case you don't remember, right. Steve's sort of a small guy too, so he relates to it. Yeah. Coach Pav has told this story before that going into either this year, or maybe even last year, there was another coach, another football coach in the league that said something to him along the lines of, well, that guy can't play for you. He's not big enough. And Coach Pav said, well, okay, we'll see. Mm-hmm. And he went and told Jayton that Yeah. and said, there are people that don't think you're big enough, don't think you're good enough, don't think you're strong enough to play varsity football, college football, whatever you want to think. And Jayton Alexander proved them wrong. And what do we call him in football? Heat-seeking missile. He's a heat-seeking missile. He's a pest in basketball. And Jayton did not play a lot last year either. No. In, in very basketball. Yeah. He played in about three or four games, very limited minutes. But I think that Coach Kinneman knew, as he has described him many times, the heart and soul of that team. The engine of the car. He's the one that makes them go. And, and going into the Winfield game on Friday night, I don't think he was really all that concerned in terms of, oh, I don't think we can go out and win without him. But I think he was concerned in saying, I don't know if we'll play that hard without him. I don't know if we'll have that energy and what did without Coach Ken- him. And what Coach Kinneman, the first thing he said after the Winfield game the other he night. He said, well, don't worry, Jayton. They played hard. Yeah, they, they, now they, you go back to bed. They, they did enough for you, but... That's the type of energy that he brought last night. It's the type of energy that he brings all the time. And what a fun win for that Bullpup team. A game that I thought has the chance to launch this team forward. There's a word that that I have used that starts with a C for the last two weeks here. And that word is? Confidence. How can this team continue to build confidence to get ready for sub-state? And the collegiate loss... That one will hurt your confidence a little bit. A game that you thought you played well, couldn't find a way to win. Andale, they outscore you big time in the second half. That might knock your confidence a little bit. But a chance for this team down the stretch to win games, build confidence. And this one, I don't know where the level was at, but it jumped up about 15 notches. Yeah. And with two more wins would put them into a great spot for Substate. And I'll say it again, there is no team that wants to see McPherson pop up in their sub-state bracket. No. Whether that would be the higher seed, whether that would be an 11 or 12 or whoever they would end up playing. There's no team that wants to meet those guys. There's no team that wants to come to the roundhouse for a sub-state opener. And I think a night like last night makes this team feel invincible. And if they can have that invincible feeling, man, I want to see how far they can go. Well, the thing about last night's game was there was never – a single lull in that game. No. It was – you were on the edge of your seat 32 minutes. Every play seemed like it was going to be a game changer. And and Bueller, you know, even in losing, Bueller's going to take a lot from that game moving forward. Bueller's going to win out. Their last three games are teams they're going to handle with no problem. They're going to be a – I think they're going to be, what, 13-7, uh, and seven, I think, if they win out. Is they're 10-7 and seven now, so 13-7 yeah. They'll be 13-7. They, they should get a home – a first-round home game. I don't know – who they'll get, but I think they're going to be a dangerous team because they've got the size, uh, they've got three-point shooters. Um, you know, you you watch them and you wonder how they've lost as many games as they've lost. So I mean, they've lost some to some teams they probably had no business losing to. But they've got a very talented team, and and I think they're going to go very far in the postseason. I, it wouldn't surprise me to see them at Salina this year. It really wouldn't. They're they're going to have to knock off one of the top four. I can't remember. Uh, who's in the top four in the 
in the West in 4A. But, How about Andale? Okay. How about Augusta? Okay. Team they've already beaten. Beat them by 19. There are some teams that the 4A West it has some good teams, but yeah. there's not that. It's not like the 4A East. No. 4A East is loaded. Where you've got Piper and Parsons and Bishop Miege and all those incredibly good teams all yeah. at the top. Yeah. But, Steve, as we kind of wrap up our, our thoughts on last night and a huge win down on the road at Bueller, as you look at where this team needs to be in two more games, they are in a spot where they've got an opportunity, and, and that's why last night's game was so important. Right. They lose last night, you start falling closer and closer to that middle for mm-hmm. sub-state standings, meaning right. the 7, the 8, yeah. the 9, and have to go on the road. Yeah. Coach Kinneman and Coach Strathman, they care about league championships, but they also understand that where you land in sub-state has a huge impact on what happens to you in the postseason. It's all about matchups. It's about getting a good draw. And last night's win kept them in that race. And, man, did the boys need it last night. And I keep saying they need to be in the top six. And the the reason I say that is if they're in the top six, they stay away from Carroll, they stay away from Andover. Not that the Bullpups can't beat those teams, but it's a lot tougher task to beat a Carroll or an Andover on their home court in a sub-state championship game. Got to give a lot of love to the McPherson girls, too, yeah. as they have been extremely, extremely consistent this year. And defensively, they've been so good. They put it on the Crusaders and won 62-34. With no Emma Ruddle. Yeah, no Emma Ruddle, and everybody else is sick and injured and limping. And yeah. They're 17-1, and and they will play a pseudo-league championship game on Friday night against Circle. They're 8-0 in league play, and if they win, they're 9-0. Circle would have two losses, so... It'd be over. Essentially a league championship game. What an unbelievable stretch the Bullpup girls have had as well. If they win on Friday night... That would be eight consecutive league championships in AVCTL Division Three mm-hmm. since dropping down eight years ago and would be 13 consecutive league championships. Wow. 13. Yeah. That means 13 years without a clunker in there. There's not been a clunker. A clunker for the Bullpups is like three losses. I mean, four losses. That's That's a clunker season for them. That's how high they have raised the bar. And how about Ella Schmid last night? How fun was that? That was really fun. She just started raining three-pointers. Bueller went to a junk defense. They weren't going to let Grace Pyle beat them. And Ella Schmidt, they said, shoot the ball. We dare you. Ella Schmidt said, okay, I will. Sounds good. Four threes, six of seven from the field. And she did it very with a very unflappable manner. She never even, you know, it didn't even seem to phase her. She just felt like, that's my job. I did my job. I'm getting back up the court. There are two things that make McPherson's girls extremely difficult to prepare for for any team in the postseason, and two things that make them different than other teams. Number one is their athleticism, top to bottom on the roster. There are very few high school girls basketball teams that can match the athleticism, the strength, the quickness, and just the the overall basketball IQ that this group has. But number two... There are teams that have a better individual player. There are a lot of teams in the state, not a lot, but a decent amount, that have one individual player that is better than anybody on McPherson. There are a few, but what makes this team so good is that they have a lot of really good individual players that play really good team basketball, that they have five, six, seven girls that would be the number one on almost any other team and they play so great together. Well, no selfishness. They all know their role, and I think that is what separates them from a lot of teams 
from what we hope is a late run to Emporia. A perfect example last night was Grace Ann Pyle, the leading scorer for the Bullpups this year. They were face guarding her. They basically, you know, let one player open all the time. They were going to stop Grace. Grace took two shots in the first half. She got her other teammates involved. She took two shots in the first half and scored eight points. And they were up 35 to 11. Yeah, she, she hit both her field goals, and then she went to the free throw line, made three free throws, eight points. And, you know, they kind of backed off it a little bit in the second half. She ended up with 15, but, you know, she could have tried to force it. Cassidy Beam could have tried to force it. You know, Cassidy Beam is, you know, she's a volume shooter because she's such a good shooter. And last night they were really defending her too, so she couldn't get her shots. She was 5 of 7. Grace was 5 of 7. Ella Schmidt was 6 of 7. And, I mean, this bullpup team just played a cerebral basketball game last night. And that was without the best all-around athlete yeah, on pure, the floor. Yeah, pure athlete. Emma Ruddle. So that's what makes this team so dangerous and so much fun. And man, Steve, it feels like it's March basketball. Yeah. Last night was intense. It was Last March night ma- was fun. It was March madness in February. Let's see if they can keep it rolling for yeah. a little bit longer, though. I've seen your night on Friday night. Steve Sell, it's been kind of a crazy morning. We've been posting all sorts of audio and video from last night, and it's blowing up on the internet. Oh, yeah. And if you haven't seen Jayton Alexander's game-winning shot, you've got it on our Facebook page, I believe it is. Yeah, I'm going to try and post a link to it on our website yeah. at some point you've here You've got as well. to see this shot that Jayton Alexander makes. Not only was it the game winner, but the the Russian judge even would have given it a, a 9.9. <laughs> he wouldn't have given it a 10 just because Jayton's from the USA, but the Russian judge had, had to go 9.9. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Steve Sell. I've got one thing I just wanted to talk with you about before we talk about a big-time Mac College basketball doubleheader going on inside the Sports Center tonight. They're down to the final week of the regular right. season. One thing I wanted to just ask you about, your good friend John Beeline, I know that our actual friend Jamie Piper's probably not very thrilled <laughs> with what's been going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So John Beeline had been at Michigan. The Wolverines are rolling. They've got a great program going. They were Final Four, weren't they? Yeah. And he goes, eh, I think I'm ready to be done. I'm going to go to Cleveland (laughs) and be the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, they didn't get off to a great start. I think they were 14-40. and And John Beeline, at 67 years old, has said, Ah, I'm done now here, too. Well, they're the Cadavaliers this year because that team is walking dead. They do, you re- are. do you remember when this news broke that he was going to leave Michigan? Yeah. And, and we're sitting here going, huh? What is well, Huh? Why? I mean, you're right at the end of your college basketball coaching career. You got, a, I mean, you basically have an automatic team that's going to be in the NCAA tournament, and you want to go coach the Cadavaliers, who are like the worst team in the NBA since LeBron hey, sec- left? Second worst. Oh, okay. But since ahead of Golden State, since LeBron left, which is really interesting, Cleveland and Golden State played for the NBA championship what three years ago, and now they're the two worst teams. But 
In Golden State's defense, they've been ravaged by injuries. Clay Thompson out for the year. Steph Aren't you Curry. glad that I let you not pick Golden State to win the NBA Finals? Well, I'd, yeah, but, but uh, you know, at the start of the year, I for thought— For those of you that don't remember, on night one of the NBA, I said, Steve, who do you think is going to win it all? And he said, I think Golden until, State. <laughs> I, I said until somebody can prove otherwise, Golden State. But I didn't know Curry was going to be hurt. Uh, I Draymond thought, Green was hurt. Draymond Green. I didn't know that—I thought Clay Thompson was going to come back, you know, like in April or so in time for the playoffs because I yeah, figured they'd quite. be in the playoffs. And now they got a, just a cast of clowns. I mean, they've just made some moves that are just head scratching. And of course, no Ke- Kevin Durant. So, you know, they're terrible. John Beeline, why he went to Cleveland, that was, I don't know if he was having a senior moment when he did that. <laughs> I, I have senior moments all the time. Oh, yeah, you do. I mean, I have senior moments on this show. You say something, and I'm, I'm out in la la land. You say, that's a bad answer. But. But John Beeline, he he had to have a senior moment to take that job. How does somebody not tell him, "Hey, dude, well, wait, wait like three well, years." What's here even at Michigan. worse, Cleveland hiring him. I mean, what were they thinking? <laughs> they had to know this was a disaster. The players, he's probably, sixty-seven years old. The players probably said, "What kind of idiotic move is this?" They haven't played hard for him. I think they've probably gotten rid of all their good. I mean, they're tanking. They're going to get the number one draft pick. He was on a five-year deal. Yeah. Yeah. Five-year deal. Yeah. And 54 games in, he said, eh, yeah, <laughs> I'm done. So now he probably gets like a $5 million buyout or something like that. Now, it's different when it's a younger guy. Remember yeah. when Brad Stevens left Butler? Yeah. Right in the middle of their prime. Right. He had been to two Final Fours, two championships. But he games. also went to one of the most historic franchises in the NBA. But it's different when you're young and you say, okay, I'm still moving up. Yeah. John Beeline's at the top. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. Michigan's rolling. Yeah. And you say, eh, NBA, sure. I'm 67 years old. What do I want to be doing on my 72nd birthday? Uh, trying for that best lottery pick in yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, boy. I can't believe he did that. The whole situation's idiotic. It should have never happened. And then for him to leave after 54 games, after the All-Star break, he just said, eh, I've had enough. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was really... Really funny. And they'd been talking for a couple of weeks about how they're going to, you know, <laughs> this is what's going to play out. So. I don't know if I've ever made that bad of a decision. I've made some bad decisions where in the moment I go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But it's all like, ooh, I shouldn't have gone to that place. Ooh, I shouldn't have spent last night out at 2 a.m. at the bar. Yeah. Uh, uh, th- these are decisions I can recover from. Ooh, I shouldn't have hit a five-wood on number one at McPherson Country Club that cost me the city championship. Right. There are bad decisions, yeah. but there aren't. Man, I'm going to leave this job and go to that other job and then just, yeah, I've had enough. I'm done coaching. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like a bad it, idea to The whole thing, it was a me. bad situation for everybody involved. Tough day. Real tough day. All right, Steve, we'll take one more break. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. It saw, was. Saw it, it pop I, up last night. Yeah, it, it's just, it was ridiculous. So, Hopefully Bill Self learns for your sake, Steve. That... He, he doesn't want the San Antonio job. With well, Bob he's retired. still younger. How old is Bill Self? Fifty-seven. Okay, so he's ten years younger. Yeah, but meaning that he could have ten more if, years if, of a prime. I was gonna say if he's going to do it, he's got to do it now, though. Well, don't tell him that. Oh, I don't want him. I don't. Want him, <laughs> I don't even leave. Steve, don't even speak it into existence well, unless they end up going on probation. Well, then, then who knows? But anyway, uh, we'll take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety-six point seven FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, 
Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Steve Sell. We've got another big night of basketball yeah. tonight inside the McPherson College Sports Center. I don't know if we can top the excitement level of last night, but the Bulldog basketball teams have given us that same level of excitement really several times this year, at especially home. at home. Yeah. And the Bulldog men, man, are they in a tight race right now as they are trying to get themselves at home for the first round of the KCAC postseason tournament, give themselves a chance to play inside the sports center where they've been so good this year. The Bulldog women are pretty much on the outside looking in right, right. now. They're, they're done. They need much. about 15 different things to happen. And all good. And them. they all have to win, and, and everything has to fall perfectly. But in the KCAC men's race, the Bulldogs are trying to slip into that top four. And currently, they're in the sixth spot, tied for fifth. They're 14-8. and eight. They're a half game back of the four spot, as Friends is 15 and 8, Southwestern is 15 and 7, Oklahoma Wesleyan is 16 and 6, and Ottawa is 17 and 5, and that's who they'll play on Saturday. Tonight, but tonight's going to clear a lot of things. It's going to kind of make things a little clear what has to happen. Right now, it's it's clear Friends, as mud. Friends has the advantage; it only has to play one more game, so they got a little bit of an advantage, and they've already gotten the 15 wins. I think the Bulldogs to make the top four, they have to win both games this week. If they win both games, that would put them up to 16 and 8, and I think that that would lock them in. There's a chance if they're 15 and 9, but if they're 15 and 9, they're probably going to be, going to be on the road. 5, 6, 7, or 8. Right. They're going to be on the road, but there's so many good teams. You know, you and I have seen pretty much, we haven't seen KW, and of course the teams, Avila and Ottawa, that are coming here. We've seen pretty much everybody else, and I tell you, Friends to me is really good. Southwestern is playing better than anybody right now. Bethel is really good. They're very talented. So, to me, the Bulldogs have really gotten the most out of their talent this year. They have squeezed every little bit out because I think if you took the rosters and, and put them side by side, the Bulldogs probably wouldn't be quite up in the top three. But, uh, you know, they play very well together, and it's all it all depends on the three ball for them. If they're shooting the three, they're unbeatable. If they're not shooting the three – then they have a hard time. Well, and they have a chance to get to 20 wins tonight as well right. and have a chance to double their season total from a year ago. They have been a ton of fun to watch. Coach Eskelson and those guys are playing so well. And tonight and then Saturday, two big home games. If they win tonight, then, man, what a showdown it is going to be well, on Saturday. On Saturday, Ottawa would come town. Now, the Bulldogs can't catch Ottawa. No. But they've already beaten Ottawa once. What would what a feather in a cap would it be to beat the team that was probably going to win the conference, well, I can't say that because if the Bulldogs beat them, Oklahoma Wesleyan could be up there and tie for the conference. So it's this ridiculous but, standings. Yeah, but what it so would, much move. What would it still. mean though if the Bulldogs beat the co-champion twice? It means they're pretty good too. They're pretty good. They could, could play in the tournament. They could beat the co-champion twice and then be on the road That's for the right. first game. Exactly. But man, it's going to be a fun night of basketball tonight. I bet the father of dog ball will be there. I would think Coach so. Roger and, and, and the game stream on. Mac College, what is it? The website, what is their website? How about MacBulldogs.com? MacBulldogs.com. Uh, you can see the video, and then our audio plays along with it. Don't be too loud, though, Steve. 
I won't be. Some woman on our Facebook page got mad at us and said we were too loud last night well, we for had... Jayton Alexander's basket. Well, we had to to get it over the She crowd. said it was a headache to listen to well, and that we were too loud. I'm, I'm a headache for a lot of people. Yeah, and I've said that that's not the first time somebody's told us but that. But it was so loud in there, we, we had to yell so we could hear ourselves. We were a headache to listen to. Yeah, we are a headache to listen to. Well, well turn us off. That's we'll, right. We'll, we'll, we'll make it. We'll be okay. Yeah. All right, Steve, looking forward to a fun night of basketball yeah. tonight. Should be. I, I'm really, I am. I just think Avila coming to town, the Avila women, pretty good team. Yeah. They've got three of the best players in the conference. And then the Mac women at home are always tough. And then that men's game, if you want to see a, a tremendous talent, Avila has the best score in the KCAC in Shandon Boone. He's, I think he's had 42 or 44 in a game this year. Wrapping up last to, year. Yeah. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell. I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.